This is Carmel Jane with the Carmel Jane Talks Business podcast. We unearth real stories from female entrepreneurs about their journeys to success. Get inspired and discover top tips, advice and real life experience on how to start a business, grow a business and create something you are truly proud of. Today, we have a super young entrepreneur in. Uh, her name is Lucy Newson, and she has a dog and horse photography business. She used to work for me for a bit. She's about 20 years old. She's a woman with steely determination, and she takes remarkably beautiful photos. But I can't wait to share her, her rather brief story because she is so young, but again, truly inspirational for what she has achieved. Listen in. This is going to be good. So this is the Carmel Jane Talks Business Show on Phoenix FM one to three on a Friday, Wednesday. Ah, oh, today's been one of those days. <laughs> uh, we've just said goodbye to the absolutely delightful and wonderful Ross Wilshire, who is a wedding photographer. Um, and we talked about all the things that he's done to become a photographer. Um, and we now have the delightful Lucy Newson, who is just a baby. She's twenty <laughs> years old. Welcome, Lucy. Hiya, hiya. Um, and uh, I know Lucy because as she came to work for me when she was seventeen years old, um, halfway through A levels. Is that right? No, the end of the A-levels, halfway through the exams at the end. And exams. So, yeah. um, she's one of those like super clever people that uh, did her A-levels <laughs> a year early. And then her school, Shenfield, you were at Shenfield, weren't you? Shenfield High School, yeah. And wanted her to apply for Oxbridge, but she said, no, oh, I don't need a degree. I'm going to go off and be a photographer. And guess what? I became one. You became a photographer. Um, so was this deliberate? You really knew you wanted to be a photographer or you just didn't want to go to university? What was what was your motivation there? Um, I knew that I really wanted to run my own business. Eventually, mm-hmm. that was something that I wanted to do. The long girl, as you know me very well, I like my animals, so it's the small holding in Wales. But I wanted a job. <laughs> this is another thing. Lucy's, <laughs> Lucy's a bit of a character. Not just wants to be a photographer. She wants to grow alpacas on a farm in, in Wales. Yeah, and... Do you still want to marry animals? a Welsh farmer? That's on the list. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, so, no, we'll Welsh farmers are going to be hunting you down because you're going to have your own farm. I love that. <laughs> So yeah, a range sort of rare breeds is the goal. But um, for the cho- photography more side, when I was younger, went on a family holiday. Mm-hmm. So that was um, to the Brecon Beacons. And it was the first year of me having a digital camera. And I was on those, pre- you get very excited. It had like a filter on it, it was super vivid. And I got really excited because the green grass was like really, really green. green yeah. And I got really like, wow, look at these colors. So I took all the photos and it's super vivid. So I've now got them now, you know, everyone's orange yeah. and grass bright green. But it was the first year that I actually realized photography, I liked experimenting, I liked trying things and in terms of photography and I just loved it. Um, uh, we stayed on like a farm as well. Mm-hmm. So I love that side of things. So then it sort of brought the idea of the country lifestyle and the photography together. All together. So you, you came to work for me. Did you, you stayed for two years. Did you kind of know that you had an end goal to... Over the, two, the first year, it was more just a case of, you know, getting out of the school routine. Mm-hmm. I, I liked asking a lot of questions and it was sort of just getting out of that and starting to work it out for myself. But, um, yeah, towards the second year, I started thinking, this is something I want to set up for myself my own thing. So. Brilliant. And, um, and we, we taught you all about photographing people, but you said, no, you want to yeah. photograph animals, animals don't yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd go the uh, slightly opposite way. Um, I find with animal photography and the owners with them, they're always at the happiest sort of when they're together. So I've got a happy job that is just really enjoyable to have. You know, everyone around animals, you can't help but smile. And Oh, because you're, you're photographing... I know you photograph animals, but is it quite specifically you, you tend to get the people who love the animals and want to be in the photos with the animals? Uh, not always. Do get a mixture. So you get some um, 
usually equine unless we're doing them liberty so when they're loose in the field and bits and pieces the owners like to be with them um some owners they keep their horses you know for one year as they're eventing competing they're building up their sort of horse portfolio others um i've had people you know they've owned their horse 18 years so they want to catch their memory yeah Yeah. it's one of the memories and they want to catch on but um a lot of canine you get um some people that want to be photographed and some that do not but so your stuff is fantastic it really is um say you know i kind of i mustn't when some of your pictures started coming through facebook and instagram i was like wow you know really really impressive but how did you learn how to do the photography that that's like it was it was very different what you learned from me at carmel jane photography so how did you how did you learn um it was sort of always build up so i had been horse riding since i was 12 anyway so Mm -hmm. i was photographing horses as soon as i was um sort of you know helping and doing a bit more there then i ended up um photographing everyone and getting into that uh also friends with dogs you know i'll go around their house i'll be more interested in the dog (laughs) (laughs) you just sort of it was more practice and just getting used to things and um looking a lot line at how people do it watching videos so kind of yeah youtube is a if you want to be do photography there is a ton of videos out there it's just searching through more pinterest just getting ideas I love Pinterest. I've got so but many didn't you, different But didn't you boards. go on a uh, course down south and on a horsey photography? Yeah, yeah, back in September. So that was with the um, training barns, so Emily Hancock and Hannah Freeland. They run a really good um, equine course. So it's all about training, how to go into the business of equine photography, how to take the photos, and that sort of things. And they've just got a great sort of viewpoint on how to do it. And it's all about bringing... Um, the relationship into it, which is why that's known oh. to my photos. And it must have been that was not only the, your lighting and composition was very good, or was excellent, but it was that really interpersonal connection Catching between rider and horse, which was just uh, was really quite moving. It was incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> so you had the idea, you had some good pictures, you've, uh, you, you're feeling confident what you're doing, but then how do you get customers? Um, so this was definitely trial and error. Yeah. I wasn't too sure at the start. So I started off. You know, I did some interesting adverts on Facebook that, you know, pinboard sort of style. I didn't quite have my um, look at that point. And I went round every single sort of uh, veterinary or country store, dropping off leaflets and just trying to get my name out there. Did a few um, different events at vets and bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Got a little bit of work, but not a lot of work from it. So it obviously wasn't the way to go. I then started um, posting more online. I did a few portfolio shoots. So, um, then you know girls at the yard they'd share the photos and everyone get involved and then i released the uh, vulnerable dog breeds campaign uh back in january oh, i believe yes. and that set everything because off. there's more dogs in the world than labra poodles guys my team have uh, they are beautiful but yeah there is a kind there, of a more, passion yeah. in dogs isn't there there's a 39 uh, vulnerable native british and irish dog breeds mm-hmm. and um some of them you only get registered about 100 year in the UK and that's very small when Labradors are in their thousands so it's all about trying to just bring the awareness back and just take so being involved in that and this is actually very similar to Ross with his books and his podcasts if you keep shouting I'm good I'm good that's not just going to get you work is it but actually showing and and when I mean you really truly comes from a good place there's not there's not a cynical you know monetizing sort of thing from this you said I really want to something I want to do um so have you how you got involved with that like what, what capacity um in terms of what? Sorry. So you're, you're, you're supporting these rare breeds, but are you doing dog, are you doing photo shoots, are you...? Yes, yeah, so what, um, 
We do. So sort of why I'm interested in the dog breeds, just to start off with, I'm, I've always been interested in vulnerable breeds. The small holding I want is based all on vulnerable breeds. Um, watched a dog show. So it's really funny. Oh, yeah, actually, <laughs> I'm going to have a farm in Wales. I'm going to breed um, vulnerable breeds and, and grow alpacas. Grow, yeah, grow them. Breed them. <laughs> breed alpacas. Them. <laughs> I did grow up on a farm. You wouldn't know, would you? We grew cows <laughs> on our farm. A quick interruption to the show. This week, I had the pleasure of interviewing Deborah Francis White, the guilty feminist, one of my heroes. She is just a remarkable woman who is doing so much to help empower and inspire women. The podcast, a quick interview that I had with her, is going to be out in a few days, so please keep an eye out for that. She is a remarkable woman, and head on over to her podcast, The Guilty Feminist. Um, I'm sure you'll love her mixture of feminism uh, wrapped up in a big box of comedy. Loads of fun. Anyway, back to the show. Um, so yeah, with the uh, vulnerable um, dog breeds, I sort of watched the show. I realised that there there was so many. So I decided to release this campaign where I'm going around the country photographing vulnerable breeds. So I've got I think 96 dog shoots booked in from top of Inverness in Scotland down to Truro in the south and then all in Wales. So I'm doing a tour over the next couple of months and then eventually we're putting them into a book and seeing how far we can just raise okay. the awareness. Are you guys just got to stop showing off. <laughs> Ross is still in the studio. Okay, stop showing off you book people, people who are doing loads of really cool stuff. But um, my favourite bit of it is obviously we're doing the um, photo shoots and they're great fun. So... Because 96 shoots all over the country yes. um, and you're, you know, you're young and still living at home with mum and dad and you, you, I know you say very hard when you're working for me, but it still costs money. So, and I think in something like photography, when you're dealing either with people or, or pets, you have to be quite true and you, it can't be mercenary, but you still have to monetize it. You still have to make some money. So how are you, are you hoping to sell the book? Are people paying you for the shoots? Or? So the, the shoots are free. That was the agreed thing. They do have to pay for any images they want mm-hmm. and we will be selling the book. But I made sure I sort of had this inkling a bit for that, that I wanted to do some sort of tour. So I did put some money aside. It's like a glorified gap year. But just with uh, a, <laughs> a gap year, or, or you think if you'd gone to university, you'd be 10 grand before you even started, wouldn't you? So, yeah, actually, so this is all I think in the instant generation, people go, I've got a camera, I can point, I can make money, or I can be famous. But actually, this is sort of the, the groundwork you have to do. And then, yeah, yeah, it's cheaper than a year at university, isn't it? No, definitely. <laughs> so, did you approach the rare breed people? Um, yep. Yeah, so, I approached them all through their different Facebook groups. There's hundreds of Facebook groups. Well, so, you had to do them all breeds. individually? Yep. Oh. And then, uh, so I had over a lot of work. Over three hundred people inquire. So I personally messaged to everyone, found out about their breed. That's what I love about it. I'd learn everything about everyone's dogs. I get them for the book as well as the images. We put in all stories about the breed. Um, you know how they found out about the breed. I've met some breeders. So all about how far they've gone back. And it's just getting all the sort of history and facts Little Lucy together. Newson. <laughs> I feel quite maternal at the moment. I know that she would have gone on and done great things with or without me, but I'm. you should be so proud of yourself. Because I oh, think, you. Um, you know, it's not easy. You've had to put in a hell of a lot of work to do this. Um, and yeah. and really, really clever as well, which I think is wonderful. And um, oh, I can't wait to see the book. It's brilliant. <laughs> so, so when do you start shooting these 96 rare breeds? Uh, we started a few already. So I've done the ones, um, not all of them actually, but a lot around Essex. Mm-hmm. So um, I've actually shot up. I did one in Peterborough. She had a um, large group of Mastiffs, so I did them. Um, Do you get scared of the dogs, Emma? No. Uh, no, I used to be petrified of dogs when I was oh, very wow. little. I had a really big fear of dogs. 
but <laughs> I got over that one. <laughs> yeah, good. That's, that's so, kind of handy in the job you're in. So no, I, I'm not scared of any dogs. They're all lovely. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, we kind of hope breeders could breed nice dogs, don't yeah. you? But, no, um, so that's a big project, um, and I think, um, especially you know, listening to Ross about his book, and, and you're saying you know, you're an author, and the pictures were just... How big is a book? Like, have you got that planned out? Because it's all very well writing a book that's just words, but a picture book is a different level of expense, isn't it? So, um, everyone I photograph, I'm going to include at least one photo from the photo shoot mm-hmm. as they've been um, a part of it. And it's just nice to show the range, because although I've, I'm going to have, I think, um, there's one photo shoot I've got, and it's going to be at least 30 Welsh Terriers. So, all owned by different people. So, of your 96 shoots, that's just one shoot with 30 Welsh Terriers? Yes. So... <laughs> So, um, <laughs> okay, I'm, pleased to be, I'm just looking at Ross across the room and he's just kind of gone, wow. <laughs> and please, he's a wedding photographer. <laughs> so, um, with them, although there'll be sort of 30 Welsh Terriers in the book, everyone... Um, Are you going to photograph all of them individually? Story. Yes. Wow. It's, it's going to be a fun weekend in Wales. <laughs> I just think it's, I, just, I love thinking outside the box and doing something, and something that is genuinely coming from a good place. I mean, yes. and you are so excited when your book comes out. But have you kind of even started looking at how you're going to publish it and how you're going to get it printed? What's great is I've got, um, from doing all this, I'm getting lots of people who do own vulnerable breeds who've messaged me, give me ideas, say they know this supplier. You could do crowdfunding. Well, that's a good idea. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, yeah. No, that is a good idea. Because I, mean, yeah. I think there would be people, you know, or totally, I think it's a brilliant idea to, um, you know, to, to support this because otherwise they will just overtake my popular dogs. Yeah. yeah. They're gradually losing it. It's just sort of trying to wear, rare. Blah. Sorry, raise the awareness of them all because they're um, a lot of them we use for uses like ratters and that, which are now not used. So mm. people don't find a use of the dog, but they're still great family dogs or um, anything like that. So it's just finding the. Oh, use. brilliant! And are you going to write the um, write the book as the bits about the thing as well? Because you're a clever kind of girl, aren't you? <laughs> um, I might do a little bit of writing, but it's mainly coming all from the owners. They're all writing sort of. Um, half an A4 sheet of information about their breed, about the dog, because they know it better than I They will have to be edited, surely. Oh, yeah, I'll go through and see. But generally, I've read them. Um, they're all lovely pieces that just display the dog really well. Oh, that's <laughs> so exciting. So are you still getting your your uh, uh, regular horse and dog shoots as well? Yep, still getting them booked in. So uh, I've also got a trade show in... A week oh. and a half at the All About Dog Show, Highlands. Oh, there's one on Brentwood as well, but yeah, you're doing the Highlands one. Yeah, I'm doing the Highlands one, so I've got a stand there. And you're doing, and you didn't take photos, are you just doing a stand? Not photos, just a stand. So yeah, yeah, because I think I've seen that, you know, if you put on a little background, it's not quite the same, because yours is very outdoorsy, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it's the dogs and the woods and the horse and the stable, or, and in the field and in the stables, isn't it? I've introduced um, Studio as well, just canine. Mm. That was a more recent sort of thing, but I do it at people's houses or we hire a hall if they haven't got enough space and we spend time using, you know, um, so if the dog's got a favourite toy, we include that, it's favourite blanket, so it's a bit more of a personal studio shoot rather than just pointing and smiling. So how many hours a week are you working on your business? Uh, quite a lot. Good. <laughs> There's not enough hours in the week to her. Mum's doing your washing and your cooking and your cleaning <laughs> and you're 20 years old so you can't be tired and stuff. So go out there and do it. I think I honestly think it's absolutely wonderful, absolutely wonderful what you're doing um, and, and just using some innovative marketing ideas and working super hard. So what's what's next? What's next? So I'm get the book out. There's kind of been a bit of 96 <laughs> dog shoes. Um, it's, it's getting through sort of all the shoots I've got, the book. Uh, I want to build the horse side a bit more. I want to do a bit more travelling with the horses because obviously I've got the dogs up in Scotland, but I want horse shoots up there. And then it's gradually 
um, the reason I want to do this is just build the lifestyle I want. I think it's all about having a happy lifestyle, a happy job and a happy lifestyle. So it's just trying to get them to work cohesively. I think you could possibly say Lucy's a little bit wise beyond New Year's. <laughs> Um, that's, that's brilliant. And I mean, I guess, too, if people are, are breeding dogs and horses, you, it's kind of a, a good market because there are people that, that, you know, some of the horses are, what, 20,000, 30,000 pounds, aren't they? So, yes. you know, they could probably afford to pay you for your amazing photos. Photo shoot, yeah. um, where's, your, where's your photography? Like, photographically, are you just going to keep just getting better and better at what you do? Have you got other ideas for creativity or...? Um, I want to stretch already what I do do sort of thing. So I want to... Um, I'm working on expanding my equine portfolio, though I've done quite a few equine shoots. I still think you can always stretch and improve. And um, then from there, we'll just, I think, have to see, have to see where it goes. <laughs> so, Lucy, the 20-year-old who is just remarkable, um, what would be your top tips for anyone who wanted to get either into photography or just to, to go out there and do stuff? What would be your top tips? The first thing, probably the most obvious, but just start. There's so many people I know, I've got friends who now want to start their own businesses, but they're just like, oh, I can't afford oh. it. Or I can't. There's so many, you could come up with a hundred excuses why not to start. It's just best. It was my Instagram post yesterday. Oh, was it? The time is say. never perfect, just do it now. Just yeah. sort of type of thing. But yeah, and I totally, totally agree that, that if you put those barriers in the way and, and nothing is ever going to be perfect, you just have to start, don't start. you? You do have to do a bit of planning and prep, though, let's be fair. Um, yeah. And then what's your other top tips? Um, I would always say, as a business, you've got to be willing to give in order to receive. Mm-hmm. So... It's a bit like a start a business that I can't be expecting just to take from people all the time. I, um, I've gifted some photo shoots to charities. I've given money. So um, for their raffles and that, I've given money to charity. What I give back and then, you know, they reciprocate. So you end up building, it's more relationship building rather than just trying to, you know, sell a photo shoot. And then um, I like to do in-person sales. And um, some people do worry, you know, well, is it going to be sort of a pushy sale? I, I don't believe in that. I go there, help them. Um, pick out what they want and if they don't want something you don't push you're just giving and you know they respond good and I I think that's really true although you have to and I know I did a lot of that kind of thing starting out and I now have a sort of almost a a time budget for charity work now but you do have to know when you stop being a charity and start being a business owner because you can't keep doing the charity stuff if you're if you're not earning a living as well and knowing how to charge enough I did growl at Lucy <laughs> a year ago which goes I'm doing these shoots and it's like, well, like there's not enough money you're not charging enough but you have put your prices up haven't you yeah the prices are up they will be um, going up again soon actually but no I think it's just all about making it's a nice I want to make a community of everyone so um, sort of repeat customers people that come back I've connected with businesses through photo shoots it's just creating a nice overall atmosphere rather than just business Oh, you could have a Facebook group as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Your star is rising, Lucy. I absolutely love it. Um, anything else you need to say? Anything else to promote? I uh, think we're just going to have to go to a little break shortly. Yeah, no, you can go. I think I've <laughs> c- covered it all. <laughs> and it's kind of at 20 years old, even though you have remarkable achievements, we haven't quite got quite the, uh, yeah, you haven't got quite such a backstory, have Not you? Sure enough. <laughs> Got a few more years yet. Yeah. I'm just uh, no. You're really, uh, you're absolute inspiration. That you've again. Just, there's no perfect time to start. Just get out there and do it. And and really, really clever, Mark. You did. You did. So you went around trying to give out flyers and things, didn't you? Yeah. But actually, but this this rare breeds is just going to lose it. So excited. <laughs> Me too. Brilliant. <laughs> you're going to be internet. You're going to be national pet phot- or dog and horse photography star. in, I reckon two years. That's the goal. Um, Are I'll, you entering awards? Yes. That's what I was literally just going to say. Yeah, I'm entering. I've entered. Um, I belong to BIP, 
so the British mm. Institute Professional Photographers. Um, I've entered their awards this year. So <coughs> photography awards, but you could probably even look at entering some business awards as well, couldn't you? Oh, maybe. <laughs> you, <laughs> could enter, or so. <laughs> you could enter the Brentwood Chamber of Commerce awards, especially for sales and marketing, because your rear breeds, I think, was re- is a really cool, clever marketing. Oh. I'll talk tomorrow. About I'll have a go. <laughs> You never know. Um, but super, super work. Keep up the good work. And um, promise you. me, okay. when you've got the book, can I have a signed copy and you can come to my show? Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> Fine, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. We have to take a <laughs> Thank you so much, Lucy. And we are going to be back shortly. So a huge thanks to my guest Lucy Newson, uh, absolute inspiration. Um, quite a determined young woman. I'm sure she's going to she's going to go far and have that llama fa- farm one day. Um, loads of fun. So thank you, thank you so much, Lucy. Um, so I hope you've enjoyed this. And um, remember, if you want to hear more, head on over to the uh, podcast Carmel Jane Talks Business. Um, and if you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe because it really does help other people find us. Get out there, dream bigger, believe bigger and make a difference. Until next time, this is Carmel Jane.